Hey guys, this is Fashionless Talk with Epop Style Agency Podcast. I am your host, Sharonda Pope, and today's topic is mental health in the fashion industry. Well, with two days um, left to celebrate the Met Gala um, 2019 camp theme fashion exhibit, um, I can't help to think about who would be amazing right now for this year Met Gala theme, which is Lee Alexander McQueen. And with it also being the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think it's um, quite interesting that... The month of May is now Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's also the month of the Met Gala, which is the first Monday of every May. Well, um, I would have thought the, the Met Gala, now that May is the month of mental health, um, and it probably been this for a while. I'm just finding out this this month. Um, but it probably was going on last year. Um, and if it was, which makes me wonder, why didn't the Met Gala um, highlight that? Find some way to highlight it. Maybe they did. Uh, maybe that will be discussed inside of the Met Gala event, which no one, no cameras or anything um, have the opportunity of going in that. So that's why all of the presses outside on the red carpet, um, worldwide press, may I say, and, and they're capturing the moments of every amazing designer who specialize in the theme of the night and A-list celebrities who will be helping bringing light and exposing these amazing designers for their artistry. Um, but like I said, this is May Mental Health Awareness Month and it is Met Gala's month and the theme of the year of the Met Gala is camp. And like I said, I, I just couldn't help to not think about all of the fashion designers um, who are very creative, who are very strong-willed people, but we're dealing with mental health. And a lot of times what I'm realizing is that no one's really talking about it that much. Um, the fashion industry is not only talking about it, but it doesn't really seem like they're finding different ways to highlight it. Um, so I, I think I'm a little blown away that, um, it's not being talked about, but what it did was make me do some research and I wanted to actually go into, Watching the document, I've been wanting to see this documentary for the longest, but um, Met Gala and the camp and everything just made me like, I want to see this documentary on Lee and Alexander McQueen. And I thought of Kate Spade. Um, I thought of the model. I forgot his name. The tattoo model. 
who committed suicide. And it made me think of the pressure that I am pretty sure that a lot of designers are feeling, especially right now with the Met Gala happening. And it, it, it just made me want to know what are some of the things that a designer, a fashion designer, who business is in the industry of superficial, um, always acting like everything is okay, making everything look beautiful. It's supposed to be beautiful, um, but you don't feel that. It, it definitely made me wonder, what are some of the designers going through right now? And watching the film, McQueen, um, documentary on Lee Alexander McQueen. I'm not going to lie, guys. I cried a few times. Um, I cried a few times because one, he been through a lot, you know, what before seeing this documentary, I had a different vision of who Alexander McQueen was watching the documentary. Oh my God. I just wanted to hug him. I just wanted to invest so much time into making sure he understand how amazing he was. But even watching the film, he had amazing people around him who was already telling him that, which, you know, lets you know that he was dealing with mental health depression and so was Kate Spade and so is a lot of people and a lot of designers and a lot of models and a lot of makeup artists and a lot of hairstylists um a lot of stylists they're going through mental depression or having some type of depression or anxiety attack because of the lifestyle that they live. And I want to break it down because sometimes we get so caught up as consumers into the hype of everything, the design and, and who's wearing what. And um, we don't we don't take enough time to think about what it takes to make a garment. And we talked about this on this podcast about, you know, designers and what they go through um, to build a collection. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the present. We get so caught up in now, now, now that we don't even know how to digest all. And I mean, all that is attached to a moment. And when you don't take time out to think about all that is attached to the moment, you place yourself into a very selfish or inconsiderate state of mind because you, you're constantly expecting but not giving opportunity of enjoyment, appreciation, peace. It, it, it's crazy how we can just really sometimes bombard our own self, our own mind, our own life schedules into things that really doesn't fulfill us. And 
we're trying to, we think that fulfilling the needs of everyone else, opinions, thoughts, wants, need, whatever it may be, it's fulfilling someone else, but it's not really fulfilling us. And we, the way we live, we act as if what all that we do for others is going to be enough for us. And when we complete all that we do for others and still feel empty inside, this is when the depression, this is when the anxiety comes because you're trying, your body, your mind, your soul, everything is trying to figure out why it doesn't feel complete after you did so much. And it just made me think of like the designers right now who are in preparation at their atelier and they're prepared. I mean, literally preparing to the last minute. Every sewing thread, beads, embroidery, sequins, like every headpiece, everything to the last minute until they put it on with the shoe and they walk out their hotel room is pressure. It's pressure. And in today's society, everything is happening so rapidly that we don't have enough time or give ourselves time to breathe. And when you think about all the pressure that you go through, For a specific moment that may last 15 to 20 minutes. And then everybody in their opinion pressures you. It doesn't even sit and take a minute to think about what you just experienced. And they just go in. Well, this, 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 and this, this, and that, and it didn't look like this, and it, and it literally took you six months to make, to come up with, to create, to be inspired by, and then to actually sketch it and create it and design it and 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 send the samples and it's it, it, when you just think about it, it makes you want to give up. But these people never gave up and they kept going. And then when that moment and that time occurred and then it's over and these people talk about it with their opinion and it's like you're dealing with not only the six months of pressure that you was dealing with to plan this, now people in their opinions want to come in and crucify like even if you give um oh my god your collection was beautiful it's it's honestly and not being unappreciative but i'm pretty sure the design is like thank you but i really don't care like my brain is so gone right now that it doesn't matter but when you are in a business, in the fashion business, and this is what you do and you create this collection so it can make money, you have to show some type of concern. So now you put the energy into feeling concerned about something that may drain you when you really got to block it out. So when I think about the designers right now, right now, even when I just think about what the documentary 
shows behind the scene. And, and when you go like, oh my God, these designers are pressured right now. I would walk away with the pressure. And then because when you think about I do all of this and it still may not be um, received with the love that I put into it. Wow. Wow. Um, how could that not cause some type of depression? How could that not make you question what am I doing? And, you know, there's a lot of factors that I think consumers or people even around you, just the world, we don't really think about that people are dealing with something every single day. The fact that they woke up and made a huge effort to live their best life, find beauty in every moment. It was a journey. It really was a journey. And it's hard smelling and being okay for everybody. And I say that even from my own personal experience. I have a lot of people. um, I can bring positive energy to you. But there's very few people who can bring that back to me. And that's usually the, the name of the game with life. You know, you get a lot of people who... Um, love you around to make them feel good, but they can't bring nothing to your world. They can't help you. They they can't replenish what they drained out of you. And when you have this giving, loving, and supportive spirit inside of you, it's a natural response for you to just give all of you to someone and never receive what you've given And you are left with feeling empty. And there's no one there who's even interested in fulfilling your needs. And that could be overwhelming at times. So when I think about designers and what they're going through and and what they're subject to right now, and it, it makes me a little worried because we have fast fashion and we have consumers who are literally ignorant to what it takes to build a fashion brand, but yet put so much pressure on those that do, who are very informative on the craft or the industry. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm just kind of like, where are we going with this? Because when you, when I thought about designers, when, when the fashion industry and fashion week and all of that would start, it would be where you build a collection, um, within six months. And then once that collection is over, you build another collection for a whole nother season within six months. So you have a whole year to basically build two collections. Well, that don't work anymore. You have it where sometimes designers are literally designing 17 collections in a year. Think about that from 
two collections. Spring and summer, fall and winter. Two 17, spring and summer, fall and winter, cruise, um, resort. Like, pick a, a lifestyle designer that fits with your lifestyle. And when I say that, I mean your collection represent seasons and there's really only four seasons pick a lifestyle that fits with the seasons that you are usually inspired by if your lifestyle consists of i am a summer person you pick a collection that involves summer um if you are a fall person or winter person Pick a collection that you can be inspired by that represents fall. And the reason why I say that is because use your moment of being inspired and building your collection to fulfill you. Not just to work, not just to, you know, complete that deadline, but to feel good while you are actually producing a collection to feel at peace while you may be a little overwhelmed with trying to complete the complexion I mean collection but shit is getting done if you are trying to build a collection for four different seasons and vacation time and just different lifestyle but you only really enjoyed the winter your mind is everywhere but nowhere pretty much you're everywhere but nowhere you've only been in a location that has a feel of winter but you are building a summer line you're gonna be annoyed with the summer I mean sketching a summer collection and trying to be inspired and that's what I observed you know watching the documentary of McQueen um he was everywhere and what's crazy is this was his passion this was his passion and like Kate Spade, she was very successful at her business. That being a designer was her passion. She loved what she did. But when you are doing what you love, but don't feel happy, that's like a, a conflict in your mind. And you, you're trying to figure out why is not everything adding up. If I love this, And I put my all into this. I should be happy with this. And when you don't feel that. It it, it bothers with you. It makes you feel like your mind. And your body. and, And what really makes you happy. Is betraying you. Because they're not connecting. With each other. So I feel like. We have to take more time out. To really acknowledge. 
what is going on around us. Acknowledge the amazing people that we have around us that love us, that are supporting us. Um, Do things that only make us happy and not make everything or anybody else your priority until you are completely, truly happy. Kate Spade and McQueen, they ran a business, a real business. And it was at times that McQueen spoke that he just wanted to walk away from it take some time even when it was recommended to him by his family just walk away for a minute give yourself some peace his concern was I got 50 employees that I have to make sure they get paid they have mortgages them being supportive of me help pays their bills And yes, as a business owner and the head of a brand, that should be a factor, but not as much if it's going to disturb your peace. And I think that's what we really have to think about. Like, we cannot allow moments or the pressure of what other people feel, what they need from us to dictate how we love ourselves and take care of ourselves. So with all of that being said, I think the fashion industry needs to prioritize a little bit more mental health, um, especially because of the pressure that comes along with the industry, the anxiety, the depression, um, even if they are diagnosed with some type of depression, the pills. And speaking of pills, D Squad um, came out. Maybe that's their way of dealing with depression um, and bringing more awareness to it. They have these cute little pill clutches that they created, and it's very cute. It's like black, white, yellow, and they look—they're literally as small as a clutch but they are designed to look like pills like literally pills in colors vivid colors and it's cute and it definitely made me think is this their way of bringing awareness to mental health or is it their way of bringing awareness to people being on addicted to prescription drugs. I would love to get more information on that to find out what really inspired that um, before I even go into what I assumed inspired that. But um, it's a lot going on with the designers. And I think that there need to be some type of system created on helping them deal with that. When you think about... um, most designers, they are creative artists and the lights, the camera, the flashiness, the, the bougie distracts people from seeing designers as true artists. So when they have these moments of breakdown and, and people say they're very moody and they're artists and artists are very creative. And like Erica Badu said, I'm an artist, I'm very sensitive about my shit. 
And that's artists. They are very sensitive. They're very in tune with their feelings, their thoughts. When some people know how to ignore all of those. Artists taps into that. Designers are artists. They tap into that. So they don't know how to really disattach themselves from what they're feeling. Um, it, it, it oozes out of them so much that they have to create it in a collection some way. You gotta get out of them. That's how they deal with their stuff. But you'd be surprised when you watch the documentary, it definitely made me think of even Isabella Blow, who was part of the, 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 the exposure of McQueen. He's very touchy about giving her all the credit and that's also in a documentary but she did play a role in him being exposed to the fashion industry and you show there was a moment where um he kind of downplayed it and it affected her but they were like the best of friends and they loved each other and they had like a mother and son type relationship and they both went through some childhood experience that affected them in their adult career. Um, they use fashion to help them deal with it. And it, I don't know. It made me think a lot about what are we doing to save our designers? What are we actually doing to bring more awareness to mental health in the fashion industry? What are we doing to create peace for designers? And I say this mainly to the consumers because once I think the designers know that we have their back, we love them, we believe in them, I I think they would feel more connected to us and not be so concerned about what the media feel. And which sparks me to say this. Now, now a lot of the times when you see different um, celebrities on social media, which is a whole nother state of mental depression trigger. Um, what I see is every time a celebrity is going through something like Cardi B right now, she's flipping on a, um, YouTuber and, or if it's other people, they always, they got to clap back for a fan who made a comment or something, a negative comment on them. What I observed and what I wanted to put out there is we have to stop putting in an effort into highlighting, glorifying, exposing, talking about, responding back, commenting to all the followers that don't really like us or like you. And I feel like like every time I see a celebrity clap back at a fan, I just, I feel like, wow, 
if we only or if they only put the same energy into the people who showed them love, who took the time out to say, you look beautiful, you're amazing. If we only put more energy into highlighting and appreciating and thinking and communicating with those people, we wouldn't have enough time to be bombarded with the negative people. And it seems like people don't even observe this, but we put a lot of energy into negative people. That's why negative people be so hype about trolling and having something to say about celebrities because they feel like you'll clap back and respond faster to the negativity than you would if I say I love you. And it's just like positive. If someone is getting cute and you post that, everybody will like it. Everybody will talk about something negative. Let you say, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to bless someone. Crickets. And so, yeah, it's crickets. Because people put more of an effort into highlighting the negative in their life. Highlighting the bad moments that they're feeling or experiencing. Never, I feel good. You know, somebody said I was beautiful today. And not to say that you need all of that. I'm just saying focus more on the positive than the negative. And you will begin to see just how amazing your life is. Just how many blessings you have. A lot of times people would say to me, why are you always smiling? I smile a lot because I don't want to downplay that God has blessed me, no matter what I'm going through. And I'm, and we all, I'm human. We all human. Everybody goes through something. But the minute you highlight that negative moment more than you will highlight that positive things that are happening. And if you really think about it, no matter what is going on, no matter what, I don't care. There's always a blessing in it. There's always something positive. Like, real talk, someone could get hit by a car and be paralyzed. But if you look for the blessing in that, you can say, well, at least my loved ones wasn't with me. At least my kids wasn't with me. They're safe. That's the blessing that you seek, you search for. And I say all of this because... If it's the fashion industry, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be a school teacher. We have to find ways to always focus on our blessings. We have to find ways to fight depression. Um, I don't meditate a lot, but I'm learning and I'm going to and I'm going to perfect it. Trust me, because meditation is like so much food for your soul and your mind and your body. And you think. Um, it may be just a little stretching, or, but it's mentally, mentally, physically. Your mind got so much control over your body. Oh, my God. If your mind is drained, you feel tired. You can't even go nowhere. I, I don't even know what to do. I don't even feel like thinking right now. So when you can take control over your world and find ways to meditate, Find ways to only see the blessings that you have in your life because the bullshit is going to always be there regardless. But if you can say, even with all this craziness being here, look at that blessing over there. Look how fly things are going on with my family. 
Everyone is healthy. No one is, you know, you can find a blessing if you put an effort into highlighting it. And I think that's something we all need to practice every day. And I feel like you can't, you can't create deadlines that are not realistic to your personal world. And you have to be real with yourself. You have to set a schedule for you that works for you, not for everybody else. We can't please everybody else. We got one life, one us. We can't invest in trying to spread us out to please everyone else. And rather it is your job, rather you work for the post office, law firm, your clients, consulting, or designer. Certain things is, is impossible. And the minute your body feels that, stop. Stop. Just like we can create negativity in our world and be our worst enemy by judging ourselves, we can also be our biggest blessings to ourselves by just loving ourselves, taking a minute out of a day, every day, and just saying, the fact that you can do that Exhale, breathe out. You are extremely blessed because you alive. You could have been dead in a box somewhere. Crippled somewhere, can't move. You can think whatever you want, but you can't act it out. You can't move your fingers. You can't move your arms. You can't move your legs, your toes. You can act out everything you feel because you're still here. You still got your bones, your body. You're here. And that is a blessing no matter what. I don't care if you're backed up on bills or the landlord is knocking on your door. That specific moment that you feel overwhelmed and stressed, you got to sit and, and block it out and zone out and find your blessings and smile because you are here. And whatever needs to be done will get done if it's meant to be done. If it's not meant, don't worry about it. Give it up. Walk away. But if it's meant to be done, you don't have to stress about it. You don't have to be overwhelmed, question yourself, be so hard on yourself. You don't need to ask anybody else. Wish I had to. No, you just need to take a minute. Find all the blessings that are actually happening in your life, focus in on them and let what's supposed to be be. Because it's going to be if it was supposed to be that. Us stressing things out, us wishing we had more than we did. And oh, if I only, no. If this never happened, no. What's supposed to happen is going to happen. Some of the bad things that we experience, some of the most traumatizing things that we are experiencing is part of our journey of being happy because it makes us appreciate what we have even more. If I was poor and I was growing up and I didn't have nothing, 
I needed that moment of being poor and not having missing some meals. I needed that moment so it can stick with me forever. So when those moments come, when I have nothing but lobsters and shrimps and caviar, I can appreciate it on a whole nother level that don't come along with that caviar. Cause that's not the life that fits with that. But my experience prepped me for that. It guided me on how to appreciate it and view it as this moment is everything. Cause I've had moments that was filled with nothing. So it's up to us to create that environment, environment of peace. Um, it's up to us to find our blessings and focus, focus, focus hard on them until they bring happiness in your world. And if it's not that easy, which I can understand, do what is necessary to get you to that point where you can. If that may be speaking to a psychiatrist, if that may be taking some medication to balance things out for you, you do that. That's another form of loving you. Not allowing nothing to make you feel like you can't get a hold of this beautiful thing called life. Because when you think about it, it's easy to walk away from it. It's easy to end it. But why would you want to walk away? Why would you want to end? Why would you not want to enjoy the most amazing gift that you was granted? That some didn't even make it to ever receive, which is life. The fact that you made it. To be one of those little sperm cells that got into your mother's egg and blossomed into a baby. And then came out the wound of your mother into a world of life. And then you was blessed enough to grow up and live and experience many different stages. And that's another thing that I was thinking about when you are passionate about something and you've invested your all into your passion for many different years, especially if you started young and it, you start to outgrow it because we grow, we get older. And as you get older, you start to question everything. Oh, I don't feel the same. I don't look the same. Um, I'm getting older. Life is different. What I work so hard for, I'm so passionate about Seems like I've outgrown it or my age has outgrown it. And it's like, it's time for an end. And ending periods are hard to deal with. They are, especially when you invested years into it, especially when it's your passion. It's hard to change. So that's a whole nother depression that a lot of people is dealing with. And honestly, me turning 40, oh baby, I get it. I get it. Because this 40 thing here, what? Not really, not really feeling it. But I'm excited to get past it. 
I'm excited to see on the other side of this 40-year-old stage. I wasn't feeling turning 40, but I was definitely feeling being blessed to make it to 40 and being alive. That was, it was emotional for me. So, and and your body going through different changes and and everything. Um, As a designer, no one is sitting there talking about the changes that they're going through as far as age, life, their kids is growing, whether they have kids or um, if they even had love, they found a soulmate. There'd be so many things that people are going through and it may seem little to you because you have that part of your world figured out, but them, it's a lot because that is a journey that they feel stuck in. You don't know what people are going through. And I feel like that's what some of the things that Kate Spade was going through. You know, her career was very successful. And when I look at what's going on with her brand today, I'm like, it's still going. Same thing with McQueen. Still going. Still rocking. But they're not here. And it lets you see that the world will keep going. They will feel sorry a little bit for a short period of time, but then they will continue to go on. So with that being said, they're not even worth your energy or your emotions or your time. Most importantly, your life. They're not worth it. The stress that they come that they come with and the doubts and the energy, none of that is worth your happiness. So, I say all this to say, support your fellow designer. Ask them if they're okay. Make sure they are okay. Because, yes, you see them as strong, creative people who did the unnatural, like camp fashion. And they are doing amazing things. But... At night when they're alone, it doesn't feel amazing. It just feels lonely and boring. Um, Just to think about when McQueen had said, I, my first collection, I couldn't even show my face at my show because I was still getting unemployment. And I didn't want the Department of Labor to find out that even the money that I was getting from the Department of Labor, I was buying fabric with. And those were the most fun times of his life. When he didn't have anything. And as soon as he got something, it got stressful. It got overwhelming. It wasn't fun anymore. It's not the way to live. So... With it being two days away from the Met Gala and all the designers and their atelier team of seamstress and tailors and they're running around and they're feeling the pressure and they're working 18 hours a day, basically 24 hours. 
not eating, stressing, and that their fingertips is bleeding from sewing so much, um, not being as focused because they're tired, they're overwhelmed, and they're feeling the pressure because. Yes, they got this life in the fashion and the atelier and everything. But then they got families. They go home. They got a whole nother life. That means the world to them. Think about the designers. Think about the celebrities. Think about people who are strong. And they are go-getters. And think about making sure they know that they are appreciated, making sure that they know that they are loved and they're needed. They're really needed. So this week, this Monday, two days, 7 p.m., I want you all to think about the collection and the designers And the atelier, who is a state of countless sleepless nights creating fashion and garments that will last forever, but be viewed within minutes and downplayed within seconds. Please, guys. Let's be more considerate about the designers and be more considerate about those who are dealing with mental health because we're losing a lot of amazing, creative, loving people um, because of our selfishness. And I'm going to put some of it on us because we can put the pressure on a lot of people to deliver for our own selfish needs. But don't put the pressure on ourselves to be supportive of those who we put the pressure on. We got to love them too. We got to ask them, are you okay? How are you feeling? Pray for them. Let them know they are being prayed for. And it, it gets better. It gets better. When I think about moments that I've experienced that seemed so overwhelming like literally oh no I can't do this no more I can't I can't take it when when is this gonna stop when is the pressure gonna end when is it going to be over and then this shift occurs it's like the the shift occurs so quick so fast it was like that whole week month or year of pain didn't exist that's how shit shifts into a whole nother situation. And I've experienced that so much and it gets shocked with it every time. But always leave knowing that nothing stays the same. Nothing stays the same. So whatever bad moment, whatever stressful, whatever overwhelmed moment I'm dealing with or you're dealing with, keep in mind, there's a shift waiting to happen and that shift is so swift and so big and so strong and so powerful that it can literally make you feel like you haven't even experienced a bad day 
a painful day, hurtful, stressful, anxiety, worry, none of that. So think about that. Depend on that. Embrace that reality. And enjoy your life. Enjoy it. Do whatever it takes to protect the beautiful moments that you have left on this earth. Protect your peace. Highlight it. Meditate. Eat differently so you can feel differently. We eat so much heavy stuff that are not healthy for us, that it weighs us down. And then you be feeling like, I can't even think because I feel overwhelmed. Food does that. Not exercising, not meditating, not highlighting how amazing life is. And like I said, I'm not saying you have this happy, joy, lucky lifestyle where you got to be smiling all the time, but no matter what you're going through, God always leaves some way or something that is going on that is a confirmation we are blessed. He always leaves it, no matter what you're going through. There's a blessing in that huge bowl of pain that you feel you're in. There's a blessing, and that's what you have to make your priority when you are feeling overwhelmed. Uh-uh. Not today. I don't feel like this depressed shit. I don't feel like this overwhelmed shit. I don't feel like this anxiety. And you play something that just makes you feel good. You play something that brings ease to you. You figure out what you need. Everybody is different. What works for one person don't work for me. May not work for you. What what works for them may work for you. But it's not because of them. It's because that's you. That's what you like. That's what you want. You got to discover that. We can't be looking around. What's she doing? What's going on with her? I don't care. I don't care. Because it doesn't fit with my happiness. It doesn't fit with my peace. And that's what we have to do. We, start, we have to start highlighting our own peace. Focusing on our own happiness. Our own blessings. Appreciating the people who love us. That comes around us and say you're amazing. We have to invest in them. Because that's who's been investing in us. You, you'd be surprised how you can invest in what you know is not for you. You know it's not for you. You know they don't like you. You know they don't want to see you win. And yet, we will invest in those people to break us down. No. Take a minute and focus on you. What you need. What makes you happy. Who's been making you happy? I want to make them happy because that's going to make me happy. So I say all this to say, like I always say, (laughs) love you. Um, Be more supportive of the designers. Be more supportive of people who are very passionate about something because it's taking a lot of them. They love this. So they put the all into this. And with that being a factor, it can be very draining. And sometimes you just got to ask and call up that friend and say, you okay? Yeah. I, and you know what? If it, it feels really good, even if you feel like I don't want to be intrusive, I don't want to like be a nag or not, but 
I ain't going to lie. Those bust out moments that I get from people I probably didn't speak to in a while, haven't seen them, and they just bust out. Are you okay? Can't lie. At times, I really don't be okay. And at times, I really be crying. And at times, they I still may not have told them. But I ain't going to lie. It feels really good when they do call. It feels really good. It would make me... I, like, I would be either stressed about something. And I still... Because I'm a very private person. Strong people are... Some people go through depression or mental health. They are very strong and very private. Um, Everybody is not looking to be a victim. So when someone, with me being a strong personality and I'm very private, I don't like to be considered a victim. So I don't go to anyone for help. I won't even share anybody. But everyone comes to me. I'm like always, it's weird because the people who are always there for everyone else and don't get that back from people. What they're trying to do is train you on how to be supportive of them. But selfish people don't get that. Givers get it. They get it right away. Like, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. you ain't going to be supportive of me and I ain't going to be supportive of you. <laughs> we both going to be supportive of each other. Givers get it. Selfish people don't. They just think, oh, I thought that's what she liked. Giving to me. I thought she liked hearing from me and making my world the, their highlight. No, no one gives a fuck about nobody else's world that bad like that. But they know what it feels like to get that support. And someone is being concerned about what makes you happy. They know what it feels like. So they give that out to you. But don't be so selfish where you just take it. And don't know how to give it back. Don't know how to really ask, are you okay? But always want somebody to make sure you okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Give what you receive and what you want. And strong people are usually dealing with depression. They don't get what they gave. They don't get it. So... Take a minute, really take a minute and um, embrace your creative, strong person. I don't care if they don't go to you. Ask them how are they doing. And, And trust me, trust me. Even if they don't tell you, it feels so good to know that it's somebody out there who cares enough about you just to ask about you. Just to ask, not to get in your business or nothing. Just want to make sure you're okay because I love you. That's it. I can't fix it, but God can. And I'm praying. And I have faith. And my faith is strong enough to get you through. And I love you. That's what strong people like to hear and need to hear. Give them that. So, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I say all this to say. (laughs) Support those who support you. And be there for your favorite designer. 
Okay? And this is the end of our podcast. I appreciate you guys and thank you.